I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, let's do some solutions to this Dwight Powell stuff because it was confirmed today. Dwight Powell's going to be out for a very long time. And uh, ruptured right Achilles for Dwight Powell, as confirmed by the Mavs after the MRI. And uh, yeah, everything, what everybody feared, what everybody expected happened. And uh, fully expect Dwight to be out, gosh, until what it run well, into. JJ Barea was, you know, went down January 11th last year and he was ready for the start of the season. And JJ Barea is, you know, five years older than Dwight Powell. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see exactly, you know, when they released uh, the press release from the Mavericks, you know, they said he was still mulling over his options for surgeries and stuff like that. So we'll see exactly what happens with that. Then we'll see what a timetable looks like. Uh, if I just had to take a shot, I would just say they'll probably leave it vague and say something, you know, shooting for training camp, you know, a timetable has not been determined. Yeah. That's yeah. What that's probably what it is. You know, shooting for training camp late fall. Um, I think personally, if he just comes back before 2000, 21 new year uh, I think that will just be the you know whatever but hate it for Dwight and uh, it sucks but now the Mavericks got to figure out what's next and uh, how it affects their roster management moving forward yeah it's a it's an interesting you know conundrum now um, but JJ so JJ Barea went down almost the same time as Dwight last year he was ready for the start of the season and that was wild to us yeah. but I wonder if it's going to be a similar timetable and in, in Dwight Powell is actually seven years younger than J.J. Barea, right? Like, that has to matter a little bit more. He's definitely more of a freak athlete than J.J. Barea, too. So, who knows? Uh, Who knows exactly how his body's going to respond to all of this? Does a little Uh, bit more than J.J. I'll I'll I'll, will say that that you know more jumping, more athletic stuff. Yeah, that you know depends on that athleticism a little more. Yeah, that comes with Dwight and stuff and getting back to his 100% with all the athletic stuff is a little bit different than where JJ's at in his career, sure. but so um, it probably evens out the age difference, <laughs> than the, the need for athletic ability. But again, who knows? Everybody's body responds differently to injuries. So, but the question at hand for today and what we're going to talk about on today's pod is that the Mavericks now have a spot open at the starting center spot. And we had already talked about a ton of different trades they could do with big men and all kinds of stuff with Dwight Powell. Um, And now the Mavericks get Porzingis back and they lose Dwight Powell for the year. And so for the rest of the season and then maybe even towards the future, what should the Mavericks do and how should they go about replacing Dwight Powell as well as shoring up some of their weaknesses? Uh, I just wrote a piece that will come out in a little bit um, for a site that I will not name until it is released. But... uh, one of the things that I, I mentioned in the piece is I think the Mavericks' two weaknesses are defending on the perimeter and defending in the post, which sound like you know very huge, obvious weaknesses. But defending, um, you know, they're, they're decent defending on ball, uh, but then defending just ancillary guys out on the perimeter and then the uh, the big post guys, the big bodies, and that was a weakness before Dwight Powell even went down. And so now the Mavericks have 
uh, that is now a glaring weakness, right? Uh, I think they also probably would like to have a roller, a guy that can do, you know, fulfill Dwight Powell's spot in the, you know, starting lineup. Maxi has been a really good roller this year. He's been, you know, you you're just talking about the synergy numbers, and I tweeted out the NBA.com tracking numbers. They're both in like the top five, top ten in rollers this year. Um, and so Maxi may be able to fill that out. But I think, and let's start with this. I think there's three different ways that they can replace Dwight. Uh, there's the in-house guys, right? Like you just give more minutes to Maxi, give more minutes to Boban down the line. And then down the line means you also give more minutes to Dorian at the four, more minutes to Justin Jackson potentially at the four. Um, and you just go that route, the in-house route. Then there's the trade route. You know, you go out and you trade for maybe like a Drummond or a Tristan Thompson or Steven Adams, whoever becomes available. And then there's the buyout type guys. So there's some free agents still out there. <laughs> Joking Noah's name was mentioned. Um, and so we will talk about some of those kind of guys. But then there could be guys that become available soon in the buyout market. You know, kind of after the trade deadline, you start seeing these guys get bought out and uh, the Mavericks could wait to try and grab a guy then. But, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons why you would and would not wait for that situation or scenario. So, um, yeah, I think those are the three options. Do you think there's another route the Mavs could take to try and, you know, fix or fill this Dwight Powell spot? Um, not, not really. I think you covered pretty much everything with it. But, you know, they just have to decide on kind of – do they want to shift to go to small or do they want to stay big? And, you know, they, they brought Boban in immediately after the, you know, Dwight stuff, but then they kind of went small, but then the second half, they started JJ Barea. Yeah. They started JJ Barea and, you know, Rick took a few questions about, you know, playing KP at the five and stuff in the post game stuff. So that'll be interesting to see what they do, you know, coming up against Portland tonight, you know, what starter they throw in there. I think naturally I, I would just put Maxi in there. And, uh, I mean, we've, kind of been pushing for maxi to be a starter for you know for yeah. a, a while so uh, i like maxi in the starting unit with uh with kp but yeah there, there's an avenue for him to uh, to go smaller but if we're just going to operate with dallas wanting kb at the four and trying to find a, a spot you know i got that that center spot do you have the wind horse quote from the jump was it yesterday or oh two yeah days was, ago and it was yesterday he said um, Brian Windhorst said that the Dallas Mavericks are looking for, quote, a guy with size that can score 15 points per game. Yeah, I mean, that's such a specific <laughs> quote uh, given to, to Windhorst, but I wish uh, you would have said like 15.7 points per game. You know, like something <laughs> just went so specific. A guy that's six foot, 10 and a half scoring, you know, 15.7 points a game. Like so specific that all of a sudden everyone's saying, okay, well, all these guys fit that description. <laughs> yeah. And, it really doesn't, the Dwight entry really doesn't change the type of, if you're in the camp of saying, hey, like if they were true, if they're truly going after a big man and they're, they truly wanted to upgrade the Dwight Powell spot and you didn't think that they were going to trade Dwight Powell because of how much he meant to the team and stuff and they wanted to bring him off the bench with Maxi, if that was like in their plans, then this still doesn't really change anything because his injury, it just kind of speeds it up a little bit, you know, like if now that you, if you're going to use other pieces to go get something else, then it doesn't, the Dwight injury doesn't affect those other pieces to go get that other thing. I think what it does affect is how they view Tim Hardaway Jr. I think this, in my opinion, I think this officially takes him out of the Andre Drummond stuff. And, 
whether you want to argue if it was they were ever even in it, but because I honestly don't think they would give up Tim Hardaway Jr. in Andre Drummond trade, and without Tim Hardaway's salary, then there's it, no way. It, it, it you can't really hit that hit that mark. So there's also a lot of other names if they go the trade route and they go the free agent route. Do they want to go the smaller type names or do they want to go a bigger type name? And that's the type of decision we'll see over the next few weeks. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to talk about and get into after, um, you know, this whole Dwight Powell thing has now gone down. We'll have to try and figure that out and figure out what we think is the best route for the Mavericks to take. But before we do, Isaac, when you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about the education and experience? And how will you know if you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates are indeed uh, millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your shortlist of applicants fast. Also, you can add skill tests to your job posts so that you can be confident in your ability, your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skill tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com slash locked on and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. And those sponsored upgrades, you see those right away. I've been on Indeed a lot looking for jobs. Uh, I think I got one of my first jobs out of college from Indeed. And you see those right away. As soon as you search something specific in your field, you get that right away. So if you're looking to hire somebody, Indeed.com slash locked on. Get that sponsorship upgrade and got you know applicants will see that right away. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. All right, Isaac, let's get into this um, Dwight Powell situation. So, uh, also, one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, we've seen it a lot this season so far. A lot of teams have applied for disabled player exceptions. Uh, and the deadline to do – basically what it is is – so, like, Blake Griffin's just happened today where they the Pistons had applied for a disabled player exception. They have to prove that he's not going to be able to play through June, basically. Like, that he's, he's going to be out through, through that. And – or a certain amount of time after um, they apply for it. Basically, he's not going to play the whole season, and then they get um, some kind of exception to be able to, to you know get guys. Uh, remember the Grizzlies a couple years ago? They had like 25 players on their <laughs> on their roster at one point. They applied for so many of these because they lost so many guys, uh, and they were just able to keep adding guys. Um, but the deadline to apply for one of those disabled player exceptions was January 15th, and so uh, the Mavericks were not able to to do that. Um, so that doesn't really count. I, somebody asked me that actually that today, and I thought that that was an interesting thought, but the Mavericks are not able to do that. Why they have a deadline, I'm not entirely sure. I guess the idea of the rule is that you're trying to give help and aid to a team that lost somebody uh, for the season, like to fill minutes for the season, and so at some point you have to cut it off, and like halfway through the season is probably a good enough indicator. That'd be my guess, but it's not really yeah. a good answer, but, but I don't know. You'd have to ask the league. So Anyway. What do we think about players and actual names that could potentially fill this Dwight Powell role or you know replace Dwight Powell? Well, f- let's just lead with the only name that we've credibly heard yet, and that's from Tim McMahon. He tweeted out just a few a few hours ago that they had touched base with 
Joakim Noah, and meaning that his agent had had texted them repeatedly his highlight reel, his you know workout video from over the summer, just like repeatedly said, "Hey, this is what the Lakers said when they were looking at us over the summer." Uh, he sent them just he probably sent them a binder with all kinds of just still images of Joakim Noah looking like like he was a sane person and not with his crazy hair and all that you know things he's been going through. Uh, they probably sent him a highlight reel of that one season where he was like third in MVP voting, like to just to remind the Mavericks that he was once a good player. Uh, that's probably how it went. And the Mavericks said, and the Mavericks probably texted back and said, no, <laughs> they touched base. That's how they did it. If they go, if they go the free agent route, there's only two basic kind of names, I guess. Uh, one, Salah Mesri, Um I don't think he can be. Yeah, Tim McMahon that, just re- Tim McMahon reached out and he said that he has a no opt out with Real Madrid right now. But however, here's the thing with Sal- so Salamedri, of course, we'd want him back, right? I think we would, especially yeah. as you know reporters, we love him. But hasn't Luka Doncic done enough for Real Madrid that they could just do him a solid and release Salamedri? I mean, come on, he's done so much for that club. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right? Salah, Boban, same team. Yeah, sign me up. All that'd day. be amazing. That'd be all the all seven day. three guys in the NBA at the same time. <laughs> but um, it, the other free oh, agents, Taco, sorry, <laughs> and that I've seen, you know, people tweet at us and stuff throughout this day. You know, was was Noah and Kenneth Fareed. If I yeah. had to pick between the two, I'd go the Fareed route. Uh, the, he actually, the problem is he has a severe injury. He got released from his Chinese team, so he's not even available. So right now, the Salah and Kenneth Fareed routes are not are not there, but. Um, I was just going to say, like, the on-court fit, besides the injury thing, I would prefer the Fareed route over the Noah stuff. Um, because he did he did give you a little – he would give you some rebounding and stuff like that. But that neither one of those are the route that I personally would take. And I, I, I'm curious if they want to go kind of the smaller name route, whether it's a free agent, whether it's something like a, a Czech Diallo that we really – they were interested um, in the summer that they were interested in the summer. A Bill Duffy client, he sets the bench for Phoenix. You know, it's you know, will will they go that type of route, or will they actually go and try to get somebody that you know is is in a solid rotation somewhere, like an Aaron Baines? Like we, I think we all in agreement that Aaron yeah. Baines would be a great name that you could throw out there in this. The, That's the best case scenario for me. If they could somehow get their hands on Aaron Baines, which. A lot of these scenarios, and I think we had somebody, we had a listener, I want to say his name, I think it was Fabian, uh, sent me a whole bunch of scenarios, and he's like, Baines is one of them, uh, like Marcus Gasol is one of them, Miles Turner is one of them, Deadman uh, with, with Bogdan Bogdanovich, Gorgie Jang, like a bunch of these, you know, with Covington, like a bunch yeah. of these things, and a lot of it just, de- just you know, hinges on the fact that these other teams would want to give up players like that. Like, do the Suns really want to give up Aaron Baines at this point? I don't really have a good handle on what the Suns think that they are right now. Uh, I don't even know if the Suns have a good handle on, on what they are right now. So these scenarios like are are cool, but we don't know if those players are available. There are some players we know that are available, right? Like you know, Drummond is definitely available. Deadman is definitely available. Um, but those yeah. those other like dream scenarios like Baines, I think are are uh, you know things that we just don't know yet. And I think it. I think Phoenix has to entertain trading though before the deadline because he is going to be an unrestricted free agent. He is. He does play the center uh, position, a spot that you just spent the top overall pick, uh, you know, draft choice and DeAndre Ayton in. So I think somebody somebody will pay him in the offseason too. 
my my thing when our, we did our trade pod was that I wonder if it's an owner thing. Right now, like, Baines is starting and, like, Aiton was coming off the bench. Like, if the owner goes, hey, we have this number one pick and we want to showcase this guy and Luka is running circles around him over in Dallas, uh, let's just – let's trade this guy or send him off because he's taking the spot of our number one pick right now and he's, he's outplaying him uh, as far as functional basketball. And so I wonder if, if, if that's that's the way out for him. Yeah, and I, I I honestly do think Baines gets traded uh, before the deadline, whether it's Dallas or you know the Clippers or somebody else. Um, a couple of the other names you mentioned from that tweet, we could just we can just roll through names and talk about what we think about it. But I don't think you can get your hands on Miles Turner not with what Dallas can offer. Um, uh, you know, unless you want to, yeah. I just I think if you're Indiana, you're playing this well right now. Why you know why mess that up before you bring back Oladipo? You're top five or six team in the East. Yeah. Without Oladipo right now, Miles Turner's a good young player. So I I don't think unless you're getting back another just solid starter, I don't think I'm giving up Miles Turner. It kind of goes with Marcus All in Toronto a little bit too. They're just winning too much, and I don't think they're in sell mode right now. Yeah, both of these situations. If they were failing, right? Like if the yeah. Pacers were failing using this experiment and now miles turner and sabonis like haven't been that great together and they haven't been you know miles turner's been used incorrectly according to a lot of pacers media people um but like sabonis is going to be an all-star probably this year and they are you know staying afloat and what are they right now they're probably fifth in the east like they're really good right now um and victor oladipo is coming back in a couple days and so if that situation was, you know, if they were like where Brooklyn is, right? If they're like fighting for the eighth spot, uh, then maybe that would be a situation. But I just think they're too good, like you said. Same with Toronto. Toronto could have been this team that was selling all these pieces. And they were putting a lot of trade scenarios over the summer. Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, all these guys were looking like they were going to get traded. Now all of a sudden Toronto is third in the <laughs> third in the East right now. They're 29-14 and 14 as we're recording this. Like I don't think any of those guys are available right now. No, I, I, and I, yeah, I agree with you. I think you have to go down a tier when you're talking about different names. And you unless know, you're talking it, about Drummond, but we've yeah. gone that we've gone that route so many times. And and it goes into what type of center do they want? You know, is it just a hey, we need another body, and we'll just go with talent, or do we want an actual guy to fit the Dwight Powell role? You know, Dwayne Debman's name's been thrown out uh, just on Mavs Twitter and you know, whatever, and the connection to Bogdan. We love Bogdan and stuff, but I, I don't. If I'm Sacramento, I get you wanting to trade Deadman, but I'm not trying to attach assets to get off of Deadman's contract for next year. I'm not that desperate to move Deadman, especially not really good ones like Bogdan, right? That he's going to be yeah. a restricted free agent. You're going to have all the leverage this summer. I mean. You might have to pay him a lot, but at least you'll have a guy that's under contract. Trade him then after you, you know you re-sign him. Yes. Uh, yeah, Deadman, like what is he makes thirteen million? Yeah. Like that as a maybe distressed asset, whatever you want to call him. Like he's the one that wants a trade, right? He's yeah. the one that doesn't like his role, and he's the one that wants out. And that's why people have talked about it because it's been reported. But you know, I don't think they're that desperate to get off thirteen million when they're just trying to figure out how to play basketball again. Like they're still trying to figure. I mean, they're fifteen and twenty-eight. This is not a team that is trying to get a bunch of free agents this summer or Sacramento. I mean, yeah. And now listen, there's a Sacramento big man that I would, uh, I would like for the Mavericks to trade for. It's just not dead man. It's I just Rashawn. don't think Marvin Bagley would want to come play with Luca. <laughs> it's Rashawn Holmes <laughs> and Rashawn Holmes is, he kind of fits that Dwight Powell mold. Um, I, 
when the Kings were in town, there were a couple of his media guys up there. You know, Holmes killed us, and he kind of we were making the comparison then. Like, man, he's kind of similar to Dwight. Uh, he's on a really favorable contract, and when you look up, you know, Nick alluded to earlier, but I was I brought up some uh, pick and roll numbers on Synergy as the role man. Minimum of eighty possessions, you know, this season as the role man in the pick and roll, ranked by points per possession. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is a, t- a top ten, you know, role guy uh, in the NBA. And you and can so, just tell just by the game he played against Dallas. I mean, he was just destroying yeah. the Mavericks in the pick and roll. I mean, he does the same things that Dwight does. For me, like he's kind of in that same category is the Aaron Baines as a cheaper option, but I think would fit the role really well. And when you look at some of those other names on that list, Aaron Baines, as far as top 10 of of the qualifiers that I just said, Mitchell Robinson's number one, then Brandon Clark, then Maxie and Dwight at three and four, yeah. uh, which is solid. We knew that there's some of the best you know role guys in the league, but Jared Allen, Jackson Hayes, Jaron Jackson Jr., Montrez Harrell, and then Aaron Baines and Rashawn Holmes. So if they go the smaller, uh, the smaller number route, it's something like the Rashawn Holmes, Aaron Baines. But in Cleveland, I'm still all aboard on getting Tristan Thompson. If they could go and get Tristan Thompson, because I think he would, I think he would fit great with the with Dallas. I just think Cleveland's going to hold out to that last moment, hoping they can get a first rounder from somebody like the Clippers or whoever it is. But there's also, kind of like Sacramento, another Cleveland big that I would be interested too, and that's John Henson. Yeah, it's just because he went to North Carolina. Shut up, Nick. I still like him. I mean, I still like him as a basketball person. As a person, and you like his decision-making because he went to North Carolina. Other than that, what do you know about his game? The Tristan Thompson scenario is interesting, and again, it goes. I've said this so many times, it feels like he's kind of like their J.J. Barea. He has been there for so long with this organization. He was drafted. He was like the fourth overall pick forever ago. Uh, he won the championship with them. He's He's been there for so long that he's probably has like games played record, <laughs> records for the Cavs right now. Um, but if he's available, he's a one-year deal. You wouldn't be as, you know... Uh, it wouldn't be like Drummond where he needs touches. He needs these, you know, a lot of minutes. He needs all this stuff. Uh, and he's a one-year deal. So you could re-sign him, but you're not pressured to, to re-sign him too much. He could fit with the team, though, long-term. He could be the starter with Dwight coming off the bench. and That would be an ideal scenario, I think. Yes, he could. Um if you go, if you go like ne- into next year, you re-sign him for, you know, a decent deal. Maybe the same deal that Dwight got, right? Yeah, I mean, I would want to see how he plays out the season sure, yeah, and how he fits with KP. And all but that. I think he's a good role guy, right? When he was playing yeah. with LeBron, he was incredible. Uh, he was an incredible rebounder. That was the reason why he got paid is because he got all those rebounds in the playoffs. There's there's a lot of good things about Tristan Thompson. There's also a lot of uh, questionable decision-making he's made in his life. Uh, lots of different decisions that he's made. But coming up, let's get into some more scenarios, name some actual players um, that are out there, Re- maybe revisit some of the, the people we talked about in trades uh, a couple weeks ago. We'll revisit that, talking about how to replace Dwight Powell on this team coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more names for for the Mavericks. Uh, the Charlotte Big what? <laughs> No, I, I was just thinking of another name and just this small number in that type of range of like a backup big like Rashawn Holmes. Theoretically, Nerlens would be a great fit, but that ain't going to happen. Like on the basketball basketball court wise, like what he's good at and like rolling, 
catching yes. lobs, stuff like yes. that in a theoretical world, like as a backup cheap big, like he would be the one that like, oh man, like if nothing happened over the past, you know, however long, like you would, that would be a type of guy you would target and trade. Imagine with. Nerlens and Borzingis in the front court together. <laughs> Total of 88 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the yeah. thing about Nerlens, even if the Thunder wanted to trade him, uh, he has that bird, uh, that same kind of bird contract where he basically has no trade. He gets, to, like, he, gets nah. to, he gets to turn down trades, so I don't think he's gonna want to come back to the Mavericks. No, that ain't gonna happen. I was just saying theoretically. I mean, he would fit for sure. That's crazy though. That just you have a player that fits all the things, all the requirements, but you just have this history, and you know, it's like yeah. you come back to your ex, right? You're like, oh man. <laughs> He or she really checked all the boxes for me. No wonder. I made a good choice then, a bad choice to leave. Do you have more names to throw at me? Because I definitely have more names. Nerlens Noel is like going back and watching Game of Thrones again. You're like, man, I, I thought I, like, I loved that show, right? Like, and then you just forget that it ends in such a terrible way. that I still love that never, show. Never Get off wanna, of it. You, have you gone back and watched it again? No. I That's haven't. what I thought because it ended so bad that no, no one wants to I watch it No, because I canceled HBO after that. <laughs> I have not even wanted to go back and watch Game of Thrones since it ended. I actually have wanted to, but oh well. Keep going. Anyway, it, it, ended ter- it ended terribly. All right, give me some. Give me some names. I just, I just have the ones that we did for our trade pod. I mean, the, the Charlotte guys are all available. Two kind of similar Siongo. guys, not because they're sneaky athletic, but just because of their uh, money uh, in the double digits. But Cody Zeller, Kelly Olenek, you know, if they. <laughs> If they approach both of those teams and both of them have guaranteed money next next season for around the same amount, what twelve to fourteen million, somewhere through there, and you know if if they approach them and basically something around a Courtney Lee swap, um, you know and they get off the money for next year the, their their teams, but I don't know I don't even know like even both of those guys really don't fit that Dwight Powell mold. Kind of, it's it's kind of weird. Kelly Olynyk doesn't really; he's a better shooter, uh, so you kind of would get that a little bit. But Kelly Olynyk's probably a better defender too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just we, we revisited that thing, you know, that trade. Uh, what a few weeks ago, the Olynyk, you know, Derek Jones Jr. trade. <laughs> yeah. and it's like now looking back on, I'm like, dang, I almost kind of would have done that. Actually, would have been nice right now because <laughs> Mavericks yeah. could use another wing that can defend and they could use a big man. Yeah, um, man, they had something going there. <laughs> Two two totally off the wall guys, and okay. they couldn't be further apart in their time in the league and age. If you say Andrew Bogut, I'm gonna punch you right through this computer screen. I didn't even think about Andrew Bogut. Somebody somebody DM that to me, and I was like, he was done when the Mavericks had him in 2016. <laughs> when they I mean. traded for him. Um, Tyson Chandler. Yeah, someone DM that name to me as well. Uh, he's also a little little washed king. I mean, don't you dare talk about Tyson like that. It all comes to an end for everyone. I will come through Skype. Mo Bamba. Dennis from Mo Bamba, who says no? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know that Dennis followed me on Twitter the other day? Shouts to Dennis Smith Jr. Love just to talk trash to you about the Mo Bamba just to, thing. Just to be like, hey, you want to trade me for Mo Bamba now? Like, actually, Again? Yeah. <laughs> Would you entertain it, though? I, I don't know. He's another player where you're like, I don't know what the Magic think of him. Is he still one of their prize, like young players that they think they can develop, or is he just such a distressed asset that they want to? I know it's so focused on Markel Fultz revitalization that they don't want to. That's true. Um, 
that's just a, the two see what I mean like two totally opposite names but like Mo Bamba coming off the bench for them if they think that hey we're kind of out on him is there something we could you know revisit or or not revisit but look at with Dallas and I don't know I think he's too young and too raw for Dallas yeah, and I think right if the now, Mavericks go for somebody right now they want somebody functionally that can actually play <laughs> yes like a Tristan Thompson Aaron Baines Rashawn Holmes like those type of names those are the names I'm looking at the most but uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there because I feel like some people I've seen it, people throw it out there just hear your thoughts we briefly talked about it before but big expiring contract big rebounder shot blocker Hassan Whiteside would Dallas even consider it do I get a say in it yeah, I'm asking you what you said. No, I don't want to sign. I know Nurkic just practiced the other day and he's feeling better, but um, yeah, no. Even if he becomes available, I'm I'm just out. He would rebound the basketball. Let's just give it that. Yeah, and he would then do like tw- he had four three second violations against the Mavs the other day. Four. I mean, you're just not oh, counting at that point. You're just not paying attention. Um, okay, what about so, the uh, difference in work ethic between Hassan and Dwight? <laughs> well, one of them got a max deal and the other one didn't. So that's uh, sure. true. Um, I'm, so I'm watching Lakers Knicks right now. Taj Gibson is a guy that I honestly think could be available. He has a non guarantee in his second years. He's, you know, two years, nine million dollars each year. He could go for that Courtney Lee contract. The Knicks are terrible. They could be selling guys. I'm interested in Taj Gibson. That that's a guy that I think realistically could be available, who could fill the role. Um he's a great vet. If we want to add another vet, there you go. Taj Gibson. Bring him in. Okay. I'm not totally against it. I'm for I'm for um, that. That's that's the best option that, that's as far as available guys that I've thought of or heard. I think I would still go with somebody like Rashawn Holmes over Taj Yeah, but he's, he's, I don't think he's available. He's been the one bright spot for that Kings team this year. Okay. Can we can we stay on the Knicks, though? Like, remember when Dwight Powell was, was all of a sudden good? <laughs> That's what Rashawn Holmes is doing right now. Staying with, the, staying with the Knicks. Bobby Portis? Bobby Portis? He punched his own teammate. We don't talk about that enough. We don't. It's just kind of forgotten. Let's just go. Let's just go a step further. Would Dallas pursue Julius Randle? Um, I think that Knicks front office has to sort of say that they got somebody this past summer. Here's the thing with Randle. I don't think he's available. To be I, honest. I feel like everybody's talked. We've all talked about Randle and the Mavericks before. I'm not saying I'd be all for it, but I don't think. Anyway, he makes 18 this year. He makes 18.9 next year. Speaking of and, not doing Dwight Powell things, that is Julius Randle. Exactly, but he he actually rebounds, so. It's true. Cool. Um, I, That's like a bigger swing to them saying, you know what, we just actually, we want to go out there and get like an actual, I don't think they do that though. Um, This is guy I kind of liked, even though it's on a, like a contending team and, uh, but Mason Plumley, I would love him in that Dwight Powell role, but I, yeah. Yeah, he's hurt, he's hurt right now. And he comes off the bench for Denver, but I don't know. I what Mason Plumley brings to Denver, uh, I think he could do a lot of that in that in Dwight's role in Dallas. Yeah, he's a, a decent defender, really good passer, like an underrated passer. Uh he's in that team USA family, so I don't know. There's some connections there. Mike Shashevsky. No, I'm just kidding. Um Yeah, I don't think Denver would, would give him up. Like Denver is a set and solid and let's go already team. Yeah. And um, the Hernan Gomez brothers, I like them. I just don't know. I like, I, I, I do like them. People have, have tweeted them at us, but 
I don't know if there you bring them in. Like I wouldn't start them over maxing. Like I wouldn't go that route. I think I would just no. Go but you you still need somebody in the rotation. I mean, you yeah, still so need somebody I, to to eat up some of those minutes. And Willie Hernan Gomabs could be one of those guys. I think that's one of the questions too. Is like, it, okay, is it just a body? Going back to what we were saying, are you, yeah. do you just want another big body like a Noah or somebody or like a Hernan Gomez that you're going to start Maxi and you just need a, a a body off the bench, like a big off the bench, or do you still want to go out and try to get a starter? And to bring it full circle, because we haven't talked about Robert Covington yet in trades, <laughs> just a reminder: I would definitely, hands down, get Robert Covington and and or get. Gorgie Jang for the price of Robert Covington. And Jang is surprisingly has decent rolling numbers as far as uh, running the pick and roll. You could kind of plug in. He's, you obviously need a, a big now. And um, yeah, I, considering what the deal would look like uh, for Minnesota, a Covington Jang for some pieces in Dallas, obviously centered around the Courtney Lee, you know, expiring deal. I would what are the, what are the pieces though? Let's walk through this. Cause I think this is, this is also one of the good ones that could actually help the Mavericks for sure. Um, and could be available because it looks like the, I mean, Timberwolves are collapsing <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right? Well, so, the, so they combined to make 27 million. So if you're Dallas, you can't, you can't, Trade the Powell contract. You 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 have to keep Tim Hardaway Jr. at this at this point. You know you you want to keep you know keep him. So you do Courtney Lee. I think you have to do Delon Wright at that point, and yeah. that that and gets you. And with the Darrell Wright convert, you know, tweet the other night, he could be upset with his role too. So he could be wanting now. That's a whole separate conversation for a different pod that we could we can talk about. Agree, um, agree. How what that situation looks like, but I mean, even if you look at Courtney Lee, Delon Wright, Justin Jackson, that gets you to twenty five five. That um, works, and, and you know, and it works. Gorgie and Covington, you throw in the Golden State second rounder. So, um, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying you can get there. You wouldn't, money. you wouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm saying, why, why would you not say if you would do it or not? I'm just saying, I'm just, you're I'm in the not. pocket of the Mavs. <laughs> There's certain, Mark Cuban signs your checks. I like Covington and I like Jang a lot. I think if you can go out and get Covington and the price basically for that is Jang and you have to include that Golden State second rounder with some pieces, uh, I would be interested in that deal for sure. Lee Wright and Jackson and the Golden State Warriors pick for Gorgie Jang and Robert Covington? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It matches you do the it? money. It matches the money. Covington would fit great on this Mavericks <laughs> team. And I think Jang would, would lock some good minutes for Dallas too. <laughs> <laughs> So just to revisit names, I, I think we we both land on Rashawn Holmes, Aaron Baines, um, Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson, Tristan Thompson, yeah. uh, Gorgie. If you get Covington, I mean, right there. I feel like people all day. I've gotten tweets, DMs, different things. Who's whose names, whatever. There's our names right there. And I like I like those guys. I like Baines and Holmes for cheaper options. I like Tristan Thompson. You know, Taj Gibson's kind of in between that number at like yeah. around nine million. And uh, you know, Jane Covington's obviously a bigger deal. And uh, I would start with with those names. The Noah one, um, since that's the only name mentioned, that scares me a little bit. He's thirty four years old. Even though he played really inspired basketball for you know, for Memphis last year, I guess it was last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Uh, the Mavericks also, if they try to add somebody, I think this Tim McMahon mentioned this, they would have to have a roster spot to add to add 
Joakim Noah. So like yeah. that's probably Isaiah Roby like going yeah. bye bye, right? Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably what would happen. So uh any of these trades too, you can't send you know, you can't get three guys back for two or whatever. Yeah, but but like the trade that we just outlined with Minnesota, you know, Dallas would be sending three out and getting two back. Yeah, so that would you know you'd obviously be able to work that. You, know. you think we're gonna see any Isaiah Roby minutes? No, I don't think so. Yeah, me either. But no, and the two way guys, you know, if they were big, it'd be different. But they're not. You know, it's Josh. Where's Reason. Johnson Motley? What's he doing? Just saw him the other day. He gave Donnie Nelson a huge hug when he came onto the uh, to the floor. You know Dwight who the Powell. Hornets? You know who the Hornets just signed? Who? Ray Spalding. Oh okay. yes, yes, I yes. Ray. I, I quote to you that I love love Ray Spalding. Bring Ray Spalding back. Let's go. Yeah, do that. If they sign Ray Spalding, then they give us Willie Hernan Gomabs. Just have him <laughs> on the bench. He's not playing for them. But yeah, long story short, Dallas has to decide if they want to stay big or go small. And if they want to stay big, there are options. There are cheaper options out there. Um, I think there are cheaper options you could go out and get right now. I think the longer Dallas waits, the longer they want to wait on somebody like a Tristan Thompson, see what that final price is come around the trade deadline. And uh, can Dallas um, make it work until, you know, trade deadline week? I think they can with Maxi and Boban. I'm all about giving Boban more minutes and, yeah. uh, and going smaller at times, like you said, with Dory and KP at the five and stuff like that. So I think we could see them stay pat right now. Feel the market a little bit, see what some of these guys are looking like, and uh, you never know what names could be in the rumors. Exactly. There you go. Tweet us what you guys think. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. So, boom. boom.